Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Marathon Church podcast. We're in this great series called The Chosen. I'm your host today. My name is Craig Henson, and I am happy to be joined by lead pastor Eddie Cox. So good to be here. Executive Pastor Brian Cox. Hello, Craig. And Worship Pastor Spencer Zug. Hey, hey, what's going on? How's everybody doing today? We're good. Very good. Yeah. Cooler weather is on the way. We got one more day of hot today. Yeah, I think tomorrow's the day. It's going to feel like fall. Yeah, I bought yes. the pumpkin muffins. It. I went to Dunkin' Donuts this morning. Did you? Right. That's a plug. There we go. But, um, you know, we go all the time, and it's always, we're out. We're out every day so this morning I went when I took Lily you went early school, I went early you got there early I said uh, you got any pumpkin muffins she said we got three left I said I'll take all three <laughs> <laughs> for what Dunkin Donuts yeah so I've never I got had them one. in my office to surprise bro. all things pumpkin look at you oh yeah right. hashtag pumpkin Dunkin Pumpkin yeah. cream cold brew is out. You can feel yeah. it. You feel Lily got one of those air. that's Lily. good yeah, yeah pump, pumpkin football hunting what Ooh. else we got this fall Hunting. Leaves turning. Ah, yeah, I don't oh, like that. Let's go up to I the mountains many, and watch the leaves turn. I got too many trees in my yard. I yeah, I can. It. We oh, don't hate it. <laughs> uh, we don't have to go anywhere and watch yep. the leaves. <laughs> we got them. So if I could turn leaves into money at my house, wow, that would be yes. I'd I'm actually getting. <laughs> I'm actually getting two giant trees taken out on Monday, Are and you? so I'm, I'm hoping that'll. That will That'll be, help a little. Help the Let's talk falling. later. I want to know who you're. <laughs> I'll, I'll send them to you. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you that don't know, we are in South Carolina, which is the South. Um, so here's my question for you, Southern boys. Oh boy. Do y'all burn your leaves or? No, I do not. I got mine is like an ocean. Like you, you know, there's no way to describe how many. Mm-hmm. Where I got, I got burn our house down if we try. <laughs> I got four acres of leaves. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I push them off into the woods. So we have. At where I live, we have pickup, so I just right. push them out. I put them on a big tarp, drag them out to the road, and uh, I don't know. Burning it just seems a little like I'm going to disturb the neighbors. There's so much smoke going up, you know. It smells good though. Like yeah, well, Spencer, it. you're kind of in the city, but these guys are kind of out, yeah, in, the, in yeah. the woods. So they, their neighbors probably wouldn't care as much. But no, our neighbors burn. Yeah, they don't care. They just let yeah. it go. I remember when we first moved here, Amy and I were cruising down, um, I think, 178. And Amy was like, there's a fire, there's a fire. I'm like, it's just the guy burning his stuff over there, big old pile of, you know, whatever he's burning. Welcome to South Carolina. That's right. Yeah. A little different than Los Angeles. Just a little little bit. So we're in this amazing series called The Chosen. And uh, what we're doing is we're, you know, we're kind of crafting some messages around episodes of the amazing TV series, The Chosen. Uh, which the writers and producers of the show have done an amazing job uh, being true to the scripture, but also developing some backstories of the characters. And on Sunday, Eddie, we were talking about season one, episode one. And for me, the main character is Mary Magdalene. Now we see Peter and Matthew in there and Brian Sunday, you're going to talk about Nicodemus, but really Mary is kind of the key person there. Yeah, I focused on her. Uh, That's what I was looking at. Because I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody thought, and he had to go look it up. Mary Magdalene had seven demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so my wife says I have never read that, and she goes and looks it up. Sure enough, there were there were seven demons in her. So amazing story, what happened? Yeah. It is interesting how we've kind of glossed over that particular part of Mary, 
because uh, you know we we believe she was the first person to the empty tomb, and you see her kind of you know throughout Jesus' ministry, but we kind of gloss over that first deliverance. Yeah, they were. I mean, there were other. Maybe you read that verse. Other women had. I mean, all kind. It was all kind of things going on. Yeah, there was some strange stuff mm-hmm. happening, and Jesus came through and took care of a lot of that. But Mary. Uh, she was a big part of the disciples then. She actually was a disciple to the disciples after that event. It's really, and she actually supported their ministry to get that um, get the gospel out. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, it's kind of amazing to think about that culture in the first century, uh, whether it be the Roman culture or the Jewish culture. Uh, but but women really had no dignity, no place in the culture in society at that point. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Who was going? Go ahead. No, I'm. I'm gonna get some coffee. Go. You go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I this might be a little side note, but um, if you look at that's one of the things I know some scholars have uh, gives credit to the stories of Jesus because of the women would were made important in the scripture, which in those days no one would have wrote it that way unless it was true. Hmm. You know, I thought that was a very important part of that story that helps give credit to the Scripture, you know. Yeah, for sure. They wouldn't have written that a woman was the first one to the empty tomb unless yeah. that were, were the yeah. truth, right? Yeah, I think it's more to why that happened, you know, this so many years later that we can actually see it as truth, you know, not something someone made up, you know. You know, a lot of the important announcements were made through women, yeah. And uh, my theory is that they're very they're more detailed, and they remember better than the guys do. So, yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So I think you know, yeah, send the woman to the tomb so we can get this right. Yeah. That's what I would. That's what I'd be thinking. <laughs> yeah. So this idea of demon possession is is interesting for us because in 21st century America, I don't know how often we actually see what we would consider to be demon possession demon possession but you related it this way on sunday eddie that hey we have demons and um some of them are are self-imposed some have been imposed on us but but there's demons that we all deal with yeah we have that i mean you know you can say a demon i mean control you know it really is an influencer is really and there are things in our life that because of things happen to us we we live life through that, and we rec- and we go. We talk to people the way that something happened to me. We don't see things clearly, and that's kind of what the Bible keeps saying. You need to make sure you're seeing things for the, what they really are. But these demons, and we talked about the money one, uh, but these things influence us, our feelings, our thoughts, all those things. I, I love that you gave us that practical definition of being what it means to be possessed, to be influenced, or even controlled. By something, and there's there's just so many things in our culture that could fit into that. Yeah, I, you know, I think um, you know where we the culture we live in. We're controlled by we're controlled by uh, ads. You know, yes. <laughs> what I, to buy? What the to iPhone do? iPhone demon. Yeah, there's yes. one out there. <laughs> yeah, sorry, smartphone, smartphone, and you have to have the the new one. We can't have the old one. That's right. Yeah. The yeah. old one still works really good, but we've got to have the new one. My wife Amy told me yesterday that all men are addicted to their phones. Mm. She said every that, man that comes in the restaurant, they're all mm. on their phones. Not the women always, but especially always the during men. football season, right? True. Checking the score. Yeah, that, then, yeah. yeah. then that's okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> Only in the fall. Yeah. I, I messed with my kids the other day. 
my cousin or my niece was over and they were talking and i was like man have you seen my new iphone 14 and they lit up like santa had walked in the room (laughs) oh my god you really i said no i'm just messing with you i didn't get that (laughs) but it it was like i mean you think about demon i i mean i think about how that does control yeah, I, I try. Mean, our culture is a it's a big deal. Well, you see, y'all get all messed up with me about my phone because yeah, you don't ever look at or, it. I do. <laughs> here's what I I mean. I don't want to be controlled by it, so I I have it on silent yeah, all the time. Here's what so, I think's interesting about you, brother. Oh, here we go. Let's is go. that Craig texted about this podcast? I think uh, Monday. Monday, yes, sir. I think you text back 24 hours later. I read it. And said, that's okay with me. Yeah. But it was too late. Was it? The time had already passed. He already filled your spot. Yeah. Well, am I here then? (laughs) What happened? No, I just thought, I said, there's Eddie. He finally got the text. I'll actually read them. But I admire you for that, actually. Yeah, for sure. I do. Because I don't want to be controlled. And and people look at their phone without a notification. They just automatically look at their phone. You know why I look at mine? Why is that, Brian? Because my wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, if she I'm calls me and I don't answer, mm-hmm. yes. I, this, people are actually hearing me talk right now, aren't they? I need to be careful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she she's like, "Fine, you answer your phone." I didn't hear it. I don't believe that. I didn't hear it. Nope, I don't believe that. Uh, I get the exact same and thing. Honey, I wouldn't lie to you. It, it's a it's a really <laughs> fine line though because Amy doesn't want me on the phone, but she doesn't want me to miss anything from her. Yeah, so yeah. it. it Yes, but I, I'm that guy. Like I can't see a notification. Like it, it drives me crazy. I have to yeah. get rid of them. I don't yeah. understand the people that have um, two hundred, seven hundred unread text messages, and that that red dot is there and seven hundred and thirty six. Like what? You got you got to get those out of there, man. Uh, maybe there's freedom it. in that for them though. Yeah. I, don't know. I used to have two thousand emails unread. We know a couple Who's people. That? I yeah. do. Uh, emails are a little different. They can go for. For a little bit of time, yeah. but a text message. I'm gonna look at my phone right now. <laughs> we, I was. I'm fresh off of a. I just got a phone call from Scott. I need to call him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fresh off of a beach vacation. Nice. And uh, even even being out there, and as we went to Edisto, so there's not much to do on the island. But like, I couldn't, I couldn't even go out to the beach without bringing my phone, just because I wanted to listen to a podcast or music yeah. or oh, something yeah. like that. So even going out to the beach where i didn't really need it i still found myself bringing my phone and you know checking it stuff like that but well that's where we are our our whole life is in that phone now yeah and it's it it's so great in so many ways but like you say music podcast everything is on there everything that you need even in a kickback at the beach is on there mm-hmm. and it, we're definitely possessed one of the things i'm trying to be less possessed by is my passion for my football teams Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I used to preach. be so possessed. We, we can do it. that because we lose. <laughs> so we just get used to it. <laughs> we just pull for other people. It's not so bad. Uh, even when my teams lose, I'm still possessed. I'm probably yeah. more possessed when they lose. Yeah. I don't know. No, it that's a that's a real thing too. That I've I've honestly tried to calm down this season. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a Florida Gator fan, so it's been a little rough, and a Dallas Cowboy fan, and. Uh, I try not to stress out during the games. Like this year, I'm just like I'm just gonna let it happen. I can't I can't control it. Like just because I, I my blood pressure gets up. I, and then I can't sleep at night. I go to lay mm-hmm. down and I'm so hyped up, adrenaline's going, <laughs> I and I just lay there. 
And yeah, I'm like, this is all so because bad. of a football yeah. game that I have nothing to do with. Yeah. I mean, we should have been ready for that first game, though, be, as Cowboy fans, because we've never beaten Tom Brady, ever. Yeah, you just rough. I thought you might do it. I really thought it you might. It was rough. Yeah, it was bad. Anyway. So you're not going to be possessed, is that word, by football? Yes. I'm, I'm trying to be less possessed yes. by football, yeah, okay. for sure. I, yeah. uh, I, I know some parents that need to hear you because at the game the other night Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know Powdersville lost I don't know if you knew this that's the first time they've lost in three years yeah the, the uh, middle school team wow wow and there was a bad call that happened at the last second of the game and I went oh my gosh I hope I never act this way yeah I mean it sorry I shouldn't have said the name of the school <laughs> um, but some people it's really context. lost their, they lost their mind yeah, they really did. They were that possessed with winning that they didn't care how they looked to everybody else, and when made some real loud words. Yeah, wow. it's probably really good. My boys didn't play football. That could have been <laughs> bad. Who's the guy up there? Oh, it, that's the preacher. He's. A... <laughs> I, I, I will say this in their defense: it was a bad call. Yeah, it's always the ref's fault, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. A lot of times it, it is. is. Yeah, that's right. Especially when you Dallas. I mean, it's mm-hmm. bad. It's, <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. How'd you know that, Eddie? I, I've been there. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. So. I, I think this conversation really is about us, you know, identifying those demons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And anything can really take possession of us if we let it, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it could be addictions, you know. It could be, you know, alcohol, cigarettes, or whatever it is. Mine is chocolate, and I'm not looking to cure it. <laughs> So no. don't pray for that at all, you know, but there are things that are very destructive. Go ahead, Brian. Well, I think, I think we like to – we like our demons, though, mm. a lot of times. We don't want to get rid of some of that. We like being a certain way, and so we don't call it that. We call it frustrated <laughs> or, you know yeah. – um, but we, we when you say demon, I think people immediately think, that doesn't apply to me. Yeah, well, I'm you know, yeah. I, I don't. I don't have those issues. And I think what we're finding out, talking today, is that it's a. It's in all of our lives. Whatever possesses you, whatever controls you, is a form of a demon. It may not be that spiritual thing that some people think, but it is. Awareness of the control is what I try to do. Yeah. Uh, like like when when I'm frustrated at a, at a referee. If I act the way I want to, that's going to be bad. You know, I heard a whole lot of F-bombs the other night. Wasn't me. With kids all around. Kids all around. I'm thinking, do you understand what you're doing? And you're letting something as simple as that possess you. And I think learning to control, learning what controls you. Man, I, I, I tell you, it's hard, though. You go to a game. Mm-hmm. My gosh, it it is, but it made me think about that. When I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about that. You know, I have been that way before. Yeah, yeah. You when you, when you're there, all of that passion, emotion, yeah. intensity, is is just right there. Yeah, and that, I guess that's the way I'm all the way through life. Whatever it could be in the car, you know, that's where I really have it out of control. Yeah, when people. You mean, you mean you're driving and you're uh, you're that guy sometimes? Yeah, I can be. <laughs> I have to learn to wave oh. and not, you know, um, give the signal. You made a good point, though, because leading into the 
um, this Sunday, I was like, well, I, I didn't know where you were going to go with that message because demons is obviously, yes, that's a really yeah. dark, heavy thing. But um, I love that you made it just, you know, applicable to us and, and, and made it relevant to everyday life by saying, mm-hmm. hey, demon is just something that, you know, possesses you and, and kind of takes over and your, your emotion controls you, whether it's a cell phone unforgiveness or yeah, whatever mm-hmm. it is you know and and money as a control and I, we'll get to that but um i just love that you applied it to our everyday life and it's not if you tuned out you know at some point like, oh demons doesn't apply to me like you said we don't deal with that a lot in america like literal demons but um these things do have influence on us and anything that controls you is um i think that's know, part of you the deception check you gotta too. check yourself because we said we don't deal with it I think it's part of the deception. Yeah. It's so, you know, under the radar, and, and you know, it's like right in front of us too, though. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's but, a good point, Brian, yeah. because I think, at least in my mind, I, I I'm thinking more about exorcisms and mm-hmm. right. stuff yeah. that we yeah. might see in a film. Right. But I think you make a great point that demon possession and obviously their presence is all around us mm-hmm. but maybe we don't identify it because maybe it's not as in your face as maybe yeah. we might think yeah well i mean it's uh why do you want something new that you really don't need mm. where does that come from yeah you weren't thinking about it before well that's part of the demon process of it just puts you near you need a new car well and that yeah. comes with the you know the yeah. envy yeah, I mean all that. That's that money. Also, mm-hmm. that could be coming from mammon. That could be, but I'm, it usually yes. does. Stuff that you need to purchase is going to come from the other. I mean, that's not that demon is not going away. It's just not. Yeah, you yeah. you could have given us a list of like a hundred things, but I I think you gave us three really poignant things. You started with un, unforgiveness and how that can possess you. Yeah, I think the I went with the top three in the New Testament what everybody was going to be dealing with. And we know money's one of them. We'll get to that. Uh, but unforgiveness, I think that it really either I've been hurt and I can't get over it or I've hurt somebody. I mean, they, it's just a – it's just a, I mean, you go to bed. It, it, those things come – I told you what times they usually show up. But that demon shows up at night usually. And yeah. it's usually the people run through your head. Yeah, and you said sometimes it's even unforgiveness of yourself. Yes. It depends on which way – Mm-hmm. That demon goes with you, mm. but uh, the, and then in the New Testament, with God's forgiven you for everything, and He's not even looking at what we did the past thing. He's not even looking. It's just us. That's where you have to you have to figure out how you're going to deal with that. Yeah, and I think that second one really goes with the first one that your past, uh, your regrets, they they can really you know possess your life as well. I was uh, I was listening to actually another message that. Um, the lady was talking about uh, Mary in the story who we looked at, and she she said that you know a lot of people um, in history, historians and stuff like that, look at her story and and think that it had something to maybe do with like um, like an encounter with you know the Roman like guards or whatever mm-hmm. that it was maybe like a sexual um, thing like that that she was abused. And uh, that that caused a lot of trauma and opened up the door for um, some of these things to happen in her life. And uh, and I heard a quote this week, too, that it's, you know, the the trauma is not your fault. Um, The past regrets and and some of the things that have happened to you is not your fault, but it's your responsibility to um, 
pursue healing in Jesus, you know, and um, man, that just stuck out with this with this story of Mary. Like it's it may not be your fault, like something that's happened to you in, in your past regrets and things that you look at, but it is your responsibility to bring him to the Father and and try and find healing in that. Yeah, for sure. And even in this episode of the Chosen, they they kind of they write some backstory in on Mary. You know that she lost her father, and yeah. that maybe, you know, she yeah. was abused at some point, yeah. uh, sexually and physically. And I, you know, it for me, it's it's hard in the 21st century because again, I th- I think we maybe sweep some of this under the rug a little bit, and and how much of it is demon driven, and because I I know for me personally, I'm capable of sinning you know, beautifully on my own. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't need a whole lot of help. Do I, don't, I don't need a lot of help, <laughs> you know? So it's, uh, but, but how much of that trauma from our past is driven by demonic influence? Yeah. I think it says that all these things come from within a lot of yeah. our, our, our mess. I mean, we, we're good at killing ourselves, messing up ourselves, mm-hmm. creating all kind of unforget. We can do this on our own without any help because it's just who we are. That kind of thing, and so that th- I think realizing for me it helped me. Okay, I am definitely not. I am still human, and I still have these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And but learning how to uh, forgive people, we've all been hurt terribly. If you've been in ministry, you've been hurt. Yes. So if I lay down at night and that person's fa- that face or name comes to, it, then then I'm not, I haven't forgiven yet. But I think he said to forgive seventy times seven. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. And I always, you always, people read that, like, I'm forgiving you 70 times. Right. Well, what I mean by that is I'm going to help me forgive 70 times because it's going to take more than one time to say, I'm, I forgive you. So it might take that yes. long to get through it until it finally disappears. Mm. That's how I look at it. Yeah, so bitterness and unforgiveness is a form of a demon. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Sure. It's a pretty serious one because I know people now that are just, you know, because of one thing. In the church, you know they're they're yeah. done, and they live yeah. that way. They live in constant bitterness, mm-hmm. and and you can see it. It's almost like even if there's a little hope, you know, it's like Satan comes in and just says, "No, remember what they did mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. you." Yep, you don't want to go back into that. And I find that with a lot of people now that don't come back to church. You know, we talk about it all the time. How people are divorced. It's basically a bad divorce. Yeah, and they're and they have that forgiveness, and they they they've lost. You know, and that's what Jesus actually brings to Mary. You know, I mm-hmm. think that was part of her issue. Is she, you know, what had happened to her? Her trauma mm-hmm. had opened the door to so much bitterness and unforgiveness, and and that's a good that's, point. Yeah, yeah. you I know, see how that. And I think trauma does that. <clears throat> I think it. Yeah. And it's not easy. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to give us any kind of chance to forgive. And it's a, it is like a daily choice. It Sometimes is, yeah. it's an hourly choice. It is. <laughs> every second, but, yeah, yes, it's, it, 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 it is that way. It is a and every second, every moment. Yeah, because it's always it's like, not a one and done. No, and it, it always comes not. up. That's right. That's why he says seven times, seventy times. That person's going to walk in at Walmart. <laughs> or you know at school or at a football game and I've learned I've learned this me and Andy, we talked about it that over the years in ministry you have those people that come and say and do whatever and you get hurt by them but they still live in the neighborhood right mm. 
So do I want to walk in bitterness? Do I want to mm-hmm. be controlled by my anger? But when I see them, I'm, I'm walking the other way. No, I actually get got to he the did. point to where I'm going for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going toward you, and I'm going to let the Holy Spirit get you because I'm not going to live in bitterness yeah. anymore. I'm not yeah. saying we're best friends. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But I'm not going to let me lay in the bed at night with a demon is. of unforgiveness and bitterness. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a daily and, it is a daily walk though. And I think too for me. Too often we look for forgiveness in the person yeah. and not in ourselves, like you said. And it, it is our, again it's our responsibility to to bring that to Jesus. Yeah, and I just say, you're Lord, not get them. with trauma. I mean <laughs> I mean Mary's not gonna find forgiveness in the people that harmed her, you know? Mm-hmm. They're not right. gonna admit their wrongs and, and and have for forgiveness for her and uh, admit that. So you got to find it in yourself and you got to bring it your responsibility to mm-hmm. bring it to Jesus. I think about her in that conversation. Was it in this one with Nicodemus? It's going to be in mine, actually. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. <laughs> Where he goes to her and says, can I meet with Jesus? Mm-hmm. And you can almost see in her eyes like, I don't want you to meet with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the way you, your people have been toward me you can almost feel that yes. the religious crowd, and you can see that. That, but she got through it because of what Jesus had done for her. Mm. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I can't wait for y'all to see this week. So it's powerful. I mean, it's so powerful. And for me, the most amazing thing about this first episode is how they tied uh, Isaiah forty three one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. To Mary Magdalene and her dad, they flash back to mm-hmm. her dad. Um, saying this with her, um, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, and you are mine. Mm. And they wrote this alternative name for her, Lilith, Mm -hmm. but then Jesus calls her by her given name, Mary, Mm -hmm. and it changes everything for her. Mm -hmm. I I love that. I mean, that was powerful. You know, I thought about this. How how cool will it be, I mean, if Jesus walks in the room – and calls your name. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Son of God knows me. Yeah, that's. I think that's just amazing. a cool thought. And I think you know we talked about this with the, with the youth. Yeah, you have to say their name three times to, so that they'll mm-hmm. feel like they're yes. actually there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing what a name can do. Well, we had a, a great story of someone that came to Marathon. I yes. say names, but <laughs> no pun intended. I won't say their name, but. <laughs> But they came back. When they came back, somebody knew their child's name. Yes, mm-hmm. and that made a huge difference to them. That you knew my name, you knew my my family's name, and so I think it it was. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. they said that was the specific reason they came back. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah, not, phenomenal. Not me, the music, and that's, I hate it. That's you know, right. Not Spencer. Yeah, we tried I mean, so hard. <laughs> they, I actually was told that it wasn't you or Eddie. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> Thank you. That is good. Oh my! The God. person who told us the story had special insight to you and uh, to Brian <laughs> yeah. and Eddie. So that, said, we know y'all, but this is not you. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have to tell you guys this. So uh, my wife Amy and I were we watched the episode again Monday night in preparation for our live group on Tuesday, and uh, we were getting ready to look at some discussion questions. And Amy just turns to me and she goes, "How many times has Jesus called your name and you just kept walking?" Oh, yeah. I was like, dang, Amy, why, why you got to do that not, to me? I'm not feeling good now. <laughs> you know? And and I just, I, I really had to think about that. 
because I think he's continually calling us to follow him, follow me, follow me. Mm-hmm. And and there have been times when I've just kept walking. Um, and and so he he knows our name, and he knows, and we use this phrase in our in our culture all the time. Our best life, if I'm going to live my best life, it's going to be following Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll still keep walking sometimes, <laughs> you know. I think um, one of the things that stuck out in the story is that we see Jesus do this over and over to to other people too. It's like nobody wanted anything to do with her. You know, she was unclean. She probably didn't, she didn't feel worthy. Now, right. How many of us don't turn around when he calls her name because we don't feel worthy? Mm-hmm. We feel dirty yeah. and unclean. And and Jesus calls her name specifically the person that you know Nicodemus said it can only only God can can handle this mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> situation yeah. here. And it's just so cool how he you know he wants the furthest people from him and he and he calls their name too it's not just the religious crowd it mm-hmm. is is everyone no the religious religious i can't say <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that uh don't hear it mm-hmm. yeah as easy i don't think i don't want you to give anything away from this coming sunday's okay message brian but but nicodemus was missing it all as much or as more as Mary was because he was so religious? Yeah, I think, you know, he, he reminds me of a lot of us. He's trying so hard. Yeah. He wants to know God so bad that he's done everything he can and he still can't find him. Mm. And you see that desperation. It's a, I can't wait. It's a great, it's a great example of... Some I mean, when you see the scene, you see him literally. You see him believe in Jesus right before your eyes. He's just like God transforms him yes. right there. And you know I, what? What I've learned is that out of all those Pharisees, six thousand of them, only one in the Bible crazy accepted Jesus. Who believed in Jesus? That's, that is crazy. And they all tried all these other things. I mean, I'm gonna talk about it Sunday, but there's so many things that he did that we don't do. They fast twice a week. They memorize the first five books of the Bible. You ever oh, tried yeah. that? Oh, I'm already out on that. <laughs> Hit Leviticus and I'm done. <laughs> right? I'll yeah. never get to heaven. <laughs> yeah. But For 613 sure. plus laws, you know, yes. he had a holy life. He went to church every day. He gave his money. And I, that's going to be a big part of the story Sunday because there's going to be a lot of people. That's the way they live their lives. Yeah. And they do not know God. And so we talk about born again on Sunday. It's it's gonna be one of those good old fashioned I love it. Get your it's life. It's gonna be good, man. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. Gentlemen, this is a great conversation. Uh anything that you'd like to add uh about Mary Magdalene or that first uh episode. I was I don't know. I I mean it all speaks for itself, but what Jesus did for her, it's all about what God can do to people you think you can't do anything with. I love that part. Yeah, for sure. Great conversation today, guys. Uh, by the way, if you didn't quite catch this, we're in the series called The Chosen, and we highly encourage you uh, to go watch The Chosen to binge uh, season one and season two. And I just want to add in, if you are a uh, watcher online on YouTube, we have had some um, streaming issues Uh, just because it's not our content we're using some of the videos and stuff like that so 
Um, I encourage you to go to our church online platform, which you can get through through our app, our website, and all that stuff. So um, YouTube, after this series, will be back up, but we have had some issues um, with the stream being taken down. So I just want to give you a heads up. Appreciate that, Spencer. On that. Yeah. Yeah, and if uh, if you want to binge The Chosen, get the app. It's also streaming uh, on other platforms as well. Easy to find. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners, uh, new listeners, loyal listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and we look forward to talking to you next time.